Independence Day. We've got company, and they're getting ugly. Massive, nasty aliens. Bursting skulls reveal their secret power. Now they plan to pound Earth's heroes with awesome tentacle attack. Time for the big payback. Levinson cams the radar, and Whitmore delivers the final blow. ID4, get off our planet. ID4, Independence Day, each with computer mission disc. Collect them all. From an undisclosed location, thousands of fathoms beneath the sea, this is the Deep Dive Podcast. All ahead, one-third. Off scope. Battle stations. Battle stations! Hello, divers. Welcome to the Deep Dive Podcast, the only podcast that offers you a moist towelette after each use. <laughs> I'm Tom Feeney, writer for Wing Shop Movie Magazine, available on Amazon.com, and with me, as always, because she ignores the restraining order, Manda. <laughs> oh, is that what those envelopes are that keep showing up at the house? Oh, man. Yeah, they're, they're signed in from, like, official something Massachusetts. I just, yeah, I assume they're taxes. Very well, then. <laughs> so, it is time for the 4th of July. Yeah. Oh, that special time of year. To celebrate the birth of our great nation by setting off dangerous Chinese fireworks all night long in my neighborhood, scaring the bejesus out of my poor cat. Which is illegal in Massachusetts. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, but hamburgers. Yeah, hot those are dogs, good. Those are good. Aliens. Ah, oh, yes, aliens. Mm. And we're not talking about illegal aliens. We're talking about actual aliens. We are talking alien invasion. Ooh. What better way to celebrate the 4th of July than with a good old-fashioned alien invasion? Yeah. I mean, that trend, of course, Independence Day started that, the movie, Mm -hmm. uh, not the awful sequel. Yeah, that was just bad. It was just bad. Yeah. You could have let it die a very, you know, awesome death and up there in the the movie realm of greatness, but yeah. See, what they should have done is instead of making a sequel film, they should have, you know, done a series for Netflix... Ooh. Based in that world. You know, yeah. what is that world like now? Right. Like post-invasion movie. Right. So, I mean, go over how they built <clears throat> up our defenses, you know, the, the politics involved, the people that are working on it. Who's the president? Who, yeah, exactly. So that would have been, I think, a better concept yeah. rather than trying to do another two-hour movie and not being able to flesh anything out and just have it be a mess. You know, I will say in Independence Day, I think that was Bill Pullman's, like, best role. Oh, I love that. Yeah, he's so good in that. Yeah, isn't he? It's there's a great cast. Yeah, agreed. in that. But you know, they they could have done so much more with it as a sequel. But sadly, I think they pretty much killed that off. Yeah. Anyways, because it's so well known, we could not do Independence Day. That is correct. We could not, based on our rules. <laughs> the rules get changed like every hour, though. Yeah, they do. And, and here's your point. Yeah. Anyways, so um, <clears throat> here we are. Alien invasions. Yes. So, I'm good to go. Are you good to go? I'm good to go. Okay. Have you got your hamburgers and hot dogs and you strapped down your hazmat suits? Okay, yeah, except for that last one. Cool. All right. I'm going. My first pick is 1985's Life Force. Ooh. Yeah. 
All right, good. Directed by British movie. <laughs> Toby Hooper, yeah. starring Steve Railsback and Peter Firth. Yeah. Can't decide if Peter Firth is actually related to Colin Firth. I'm not quite sure, but they're both British. So this is the classic alien stole my essence out of my mouth, which is like a glowing orb thing trope. I hate those movies. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> that we see in most, let's be honest, most modern extraterrestrial movie yes. type things, right? Because there's always that balance of like communication. Mm -hmm. They can't speak our language, so they just steal our souls. Yeah. You know, whatever. They watched. They waited. Now their time has come. Out of the depths of space, the ultimate terror. From the director of Poltergeist. From the special effects creator of Star Trek, the motion picture. Life Force. In the blink of an eye, the terror begins. So the basic plot here is that the Brits and the Americans have teamed up for joint space mission. Right. Which already seems implausible, i got to be honest. Yeah, whatever. So um, they are flying and in the middle of Haley's Comet... <laughs> They find a wrecked spaceship, which is like a huge, just enormous spaceship. And they're like, of course, let's get on board and see what's there. Hey, sounds like fun. Right? That's like the person in all these summer movies. Oh, you know, um, there's a dark house, but there's a light on. Let me just go over there. Hmm. Whatever. Um, and so they want to investigate. And ahoy, bat aliens abound. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> bat aliens. Aliens that look like bats. Weirdness, right? They're all dead. Except... Among them are like these three humanoid things. They're kind of human, but they're not human. Two boys and a girl. And they're like, well, we have to capture them, <laughs> as you do. Sure. And take them back for scientific research. Of course. Because we can never just leave anything alone. Yeah. So um, they bring them down back to Earth um, in London. And, you know, things had happened, like the spaceship carrying them had like had some weird stuff and they had to eject a portal and all blah, 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 whatever. But they're in London and the female who is presently going to be uh, autopsied <laughs> wakes up. Mm. Now, this is where we get into like the Independence Day, because do you remember that scene where the they were actually doing the same thing? <laughs> yeah. And the weird, crazy scientist, he's behind a bubble and then he has that weird hair. And yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like that. Shh, but she like sucks the soul out of these scientist people and goes on a rampage, right? So the weird thing about this movie is I couldn't tell if it was an alien movie or like a vampire movie because the vampires are the ones that are associated with like sucking things out of humans, usually blood. Usually. Usually. <laughs> but basically this woman goes on a rampage, well this lady thing goes on a rampage in London and she's like sucking the souls out of people and then like almost zombifying them. Mm which is weird and <laughs> we we just we can't let her loose right so we gotta we gotta basically i don't even know like get a force team together and and hunt them down it's kind of weird though because like i was thinking about it and when they first find these like people looking things they're in these tanks mm -hmm. like these floating tanks i guess what you would assume that like is covered in formaldehyde but it's like one of those things like why did you open it like couldn't you just leave it alone? We're just curious We're cats, just aren't curious. we? We're curious. We're so curious. Um, so basically, <laughs> um, this sounds like a vampire zombie movie, which I'm a fair. I, I, I understand that. I don't want to spoil it, but let's just say the ending doesn't exactly end how you expect it to. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's got everything you need. Aliens, people sucking life out of each other, and British people, you know, London. 
those are the things I look forward to in life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let me tell you the scores about this one. It is <laughs> IMDb gives it a six point four. Metacritic gives it a pretty surprising seventy one. Wow. Mm, yeah. Right. Interesting. Same thing with Rotten Tomatoes, seventy one percent. Wow. I'm giving it like a six point five. Okay. Because like I thought it was funny and I enjoyed like some aspects of it, but for me it was just so much I couldn't get the vampire zombie werewolf alien bat thing out of my head and it was kind of confusing but it's still worth a watch where can you watch it you can watch it currently right now on Tubi Hoopla Voodoo Amazon Prime and Pluto TV for zero dollars nice yes Uh, you can also buy it on Fandango now for $13.99 yeah so my first one was kind of like like a intro as it were Mm -hmm. into my second one and I'm very excited to tell you about that one. So you can go next, though. So I will tell you this about Life Force. Yes. Uh, I first saw Life Force on, like, premium cable television. Really? Like HBO or something like that. Oh, I don't think I was alive when this came out. No, yeah, I was not. No. But I do remember two things <laughs> about the movie when yeah. I first saw it. And they were attached to that alien lady. Oh, uh, yes. She, yeah. Because she's naked the whole time. It's very uncomfortable. Very, very uncomfortable. Yes. Anyways, it that's was. my first pick. All right. Okay. <laughs> very nice. Yeah. So, my, my first pick, right? Yep. So, this pick was shot at the height of the communist Red Scare of the 1950s. Ooh, Cold War. So, I'm talking about, of course, the original black and white Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Ooh. That's right. This was based on a novel that was released two years prior, but the film deals with the slow, methodical takeover of the planet by replacing human beings with alien duplicates grown from these weird giant pods. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Make them listen to me before it's too late! Who are you? I'm Dr. Hill from the State Mental Hospital. I'm not insane! Let him go! Listen. Doctor! Now you must listen to me. You must understand me. It's a malignant disease spreading through the whole country. Relax. We're here to help you. Sooner or later you'll have to go to sleep. Seeds drifting through space for years took root in a farmer's field. From the seeds came pods which have the power to reproduce themselves in the exact likeness of any form of life. Apparently, these alien spores floated down to Earth, grew, and started, like, making duplicates of people, which is kind of weird, and it's creepy in its own way. It's very, very creepy. So, in the film itself, a small-town doctor, who's played by veteran actor Kevin McCarthy, Uh, He's treating patients for a weird psychological delusion that's actually a real thing where uh, people believe that their loved ones have been replaced. There's an actual phenomenon, a psychological phenomenon, where some people believe that their family, their friends, their spouses have been replaced by something else. It's weird, but it's real. That's like those tabloid magazines, like the star and stuff that you see at the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my son is my alien dad or whatever. Right, right. But it's actually a delusion, a a known type of delusion where you feel like that your uh, family and friends are detached somehow. And because they're detached, you have the delusion that they are not who they really are, who they seem to be, which is kind of cool. Now, the doctor discovers 
eventually that when people fall asleep, their replacements emerge and take their place. So the whole thing is you can't go to sleep. If you go to sleep, you will be replaced, oh. which is so creepy because like the whole thing in the movie, don't go to sleep, don't go to sleep, which is really kind of like, Ugh. I mean, is it painful though? No, it's not painful. Okay with it then. But still, the, um, the duplicated uh, people though, they, their main characteristic is that they show virtually no emotion whatsoever. They're emotionless. Mm -hmm. They're just, you know, very like flatline. Like stoic. Yes. Now their plan gets revealed during the film that they want to take over the world, of course, and create a perfect emotionless world where there is no individuality. This sounds like the plot of This Is Us. Kind of. Yeah. So this is their goal. No, indi no independent thought, no individuality, and that will create a utopian society. I see what you say. Hi to the Communist Party. Yes. Ah. So to many critics, uh, the film served as a strong anti-communist, or if you look at it from a different lens, an anti-sort of McCarthyism kind of thing. You know, it's like going against... People are rebelling against being individualized like, uh, or like compromised this way by being turned into these like thoughtless, right. soulless beings. Sure, yeah. So you could take it one way or the other that it's pro or con. Like it's anti-communist by saying you can't join the collective. Everybody's not the same. You know, you, you, everybody needs to be an individual, things like that. Now, of course, later on, many, many years later, the director of the film, a guy named Don Siegel, later said the film was not really intended to have any specific political message, but generally speaking, being against totalitarianism okay, as yeah. a whole. So this film, I mean, it's such a, um, a very kind of a basic human kind of compulsion, you know, like you, you don't, you want to, you want to keep your mind intact. You want to keep your individuality intact. You don't want to lose what makes you unique. Hmm. And the fact that all you'd have to do is fall asleep and then all of a sudden you're replaced by something that is just not you is kind of a, is a scary thought. Can you imagine never going to sleep? Like you would get you crazy really fast. So you really, you, there's nothing you can really do about it. You can't escape it. There's literally no escape from wow. this invasion. And the ending is very kind of ambiguous. Ooh. So you don't really know what, what happens afterwards. Uh, so it kind of leaves you with this feeling like being very unsettled. So it is, it's an interesting, you know, it has a very downbeat kind of ending for the 1950s. Mm. Uh, but it's a great, great little film. It's very exciting. It's shot well, black and white, that whole like, you know, kind of uh, taut, almost claustrophobic feel. Because oh, you okay. can't get away. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. People that you knew, pe you can't trust anyone because these people that you knew may have been replaced. That's creepy. It is really creepy, but it's really well done. In fact, it, it, it's such a, a successful premise and a successful film. It's actually been remade a couple of times. Right. Actually, um, three different times. There was a 1978 version with Donald Sutherland, huh. uh, a 1993 film that was titled Body Snatchers, and a 2007 remake with Nicole Kidman called The Invasion. Oh, okay. So all those films are based on Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So if you get the chance to, to see this film, I highly recommend it because it is a really interesting piece of sort of film history, and it's also really good. Yeah. Uh, the scores, as they are, Internet Movie Database, 7.8 out of 10, Ooh. and a whopping 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Which is amazing. That's, that's cool. 
And it is uh, available for free if you have an Amazon Prime subscription. Mm -hmm. uh, you can rent it for $2.99 on Google Play and Vudu and $3.99 on most other streaming services. Not bad. And that is my first pick. That was great. Thank you. That was, I got chills just thinking See, about there it. there you go. You know, fun fact, Elizabeth I didn't go to sleep for like three days before she died. Yeah. Why? Well, I don't know. She, she was anything? <laughs> I think it's more a case of like she was afraid to go to sleep. Oh. And it actually turned, they say that at the end she was just kind of loony. So kids, make sure you get good amount of sleep every night. And drink your milk. And drink your milk. Soy milk. Not that real stuff. Ew. <laughs> All right. So my second one, I actually thought was really hilarious. But I went 1950s too. Oh, great. You I get? did Earth versus the Flying Saucers. Oh. 1956, directed by wow. Fred Sears, nice. starring Hugh Marlowe, who is very famous for The Day the Earth Stood Still. Mm -hmm. Kind of his genre, I think. Yeah. You know, he's, he's in that. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. Washington, London, Paris, Moscow are key targets. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? We are the survivors of a disintegrated solar system. At this moment, the remainder of our fleet is circling your globe. What do you want with me? Arrange for your world leaders to confer with us in the city of Washington. People of Earth, attention. People of Earth, attention. This is a voice speaking to you from thousands of miles beyond your planet. They're coming down to take over. They made that clear to us in the saucer. So... This was great. It was definitely black and white, right? And I know that we've had discussions before where people were like, oh, I don't like black and white movies. This is one of those movies where you you just get into it. And if you just let like, your mind go, the fact that it's black and white makes it scarier. Yeah, exactly. So, um, okay, basic here. A scientist, uh, Dr. Marvin, and his wife, they're basically honeymooning, right? They're like, oh, we just got married. Let's be all lovey-lovey, you know, as people do. Mm -hmm. um, and they witness a flying saucer, right? They're like, what the heck is that? <laughs> of course... Everyone's going to think that they're totally nuts. So sure. we're not going to tell anyone about this because it's, it's an anomaly, right? It would never happen again. It probably wasn't anything. It was our imagination. Whatever. Well, come to find out, his superiors already know about this kind of stuff. And they've been sending satellites up into the sky to the space for like years. They're like, they sent 10 so far and they're about to send the 11th. Every one of them, however, has come down broken, just destroyed. Dun, like dun, something dun. did it and they're like, we suspect aliens right so all right they have to kind of come to term with this all right this is crazy let's get along and then finally a saucer a flying saucer is no longer flying because it lands on earth and out come these very well i would say human looking men hmm. in um metallic hazmat suits um and they come out of the spacecraft and they're met immediately with hostility because we're humans and we're just like no Oh yeah, shoot, that's shoot, basically guns, guns. Yeah, that's, that's what are. it is, right? Yeah. So um, they, I think they do manage to kill one of them, I think, and then the force field kind of pops up, and we can't kill them, right? Because it just bounces off bullets, are bouncing everywhere, and so they're like, "Uh oh, what are we gonna do?" Um, turns out, when you get further into the movie, the aliens had previously sent a message saying, "Hey, guess what? We want to talk to this Doctor Marvin guy because he's a renowned scientist, right? But we come in peace. Like, don't shoot mm -hmm. us." Except we didn't <laughs> see that message. Oh. So they come down and we meet them with guns. Turns out they're also the ones who've been shooting down the satellites because they assumed they were weapons oh. of mass yeah. space destruction. Mm -hmm. So, um, all right, cool. 
Dr. Marvin's like, I'm going to brave this for all of humanity. And he escapes, kind of, to go see the aliens. And the aliens, you know, they, they suck him up in their little thingy, as you see in most. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So they communicate with him, and his wife is with him, too. And there's also, like, a military general guy. And, and they are like, hey, our planet's destroyed, and we want somewhere to live. Now, at first, you're like, okay, cool. They came in peace, and we messed up right? And maybe they're cool people. Maybe they're cool, a cool alien race. Mm, but then let's think about it, right? Because they basically just want to come to Earth. Like, they mm. want to take over our planet. And they're, it. they're almost kind of devoid of emotion, too, which is interesting because I feel like that's a very human concept. And it's a construct construction that we've sort of developed. So they're kind of thrown off immediately by like, don't you care that you're going to kill millions of people by occupying our planet? Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. So... He's like, we're not going to kill you, but we're going to send you and your wife to go talk to the world leaders and be like, cool, we want to negotiate, this is in quotes, negotiate the occupation of Earth. Sure, why not? Yeah. So, um, we're not going to let that happen, right? No. Heck no. Heck no. So, we have to figure out a way of using magnets, <laughs> magnetism, to kill these aliens um, before they wreak havoc on our world. We, we kind of do that. And I don't want to spoil the ending because it's hilarious and you should watch it. But I would say that this is one of the best films I have ever seen. Like, legitimately one really? of the best ones. Okay. I loved it. Um, and then, um, you know, I'll say is towards the end, you're like, oh, cool. The world is right again. But is it? Dun, dun, dun. But is it? So, scores. Um, funny thing. Rotten Tomatoes gave us a pretty high one. We're taking 75%. Oh, that's good. Yep. IMDb gave it a 6.7. I'm giving it a 7.5 because I thought it was great. Where can you watch this? Fandango Now, Voodoo for $2.99 a rental, but you can also get on Amazon Prime, YouTube, Google Play, Apple iTunes for $12.99. So a little more expensive than our normal picks, right? Because I think it usually, you know, it's either like 10 bucks or 13 bucks. Yeah. But it's so worth it. <laughs> so worth it because the acting was great. The uh, filming was fantastic, and it was almost like um, stop motion is probably the wrong way to put it. Um, but you get the feeling that they had, they had used some other technology in this film that, that wasn't necessarily as well known back then. Mm-hmm. So I think it was fantastic. I think it was great, and you got to check it out. Fantastic pick. Thank you. Earth versus the Flying Saucers. Yeah. It is really a classic. It really is. Wow. Yeah. I like that one. <laughs> That's very good. Thank you. Thank you. Now for myself... I had mentioned previously that, you know, I would go to my local video store and go looking for something to something to watch, something interesting, right? Sure. Now, as I said, I did not go to any blockbusters, uh, but one of my favorite video stores was a place called Video Park, but that no longer exists. Uh, and it was in Las Vegas. It was oh, a okay. local chain. Yeah. And what was really cool about this particular video store is that each section, each genre, was basically built and had a, built with a theme and had its own room, like almost like kind of like Disney World. Oh. So there was, you know, there was a comedy room, there was an adventure room that looked like, you know, like the cave from Indiana Jones. Uh, so they were all themed. All these rooms were themed. Mm. My favorite room was the horror room, which was a haunted house. They had built a haunted house cool. yeah, within this video store. <laughs> and you would walk in, and it was basically all enclosed, and they had like the lights and the sounds and the creaking wooden floors. That's cool. And it was really neat. That's awesome. And so I would spend an inordinate amount of time in this place. 
I'm not uh, surprised. Yes, no, <laughs> naturally. Uh, and I would rent, you know, just about anything I could find that looked interesting or had a cool cover. And that's where my next pick comes in. This is something I saw the cover of it and I could not resist getting it. You judged it by its cover. I judged it by, a co- by its cover and I'm glad I did. <laughs> because in this case, the cliche was wrong. Aww. I did judge it by its cover and I was rewarded for my efforts. <laughs> uh-huh. So my second pick is the oddball sci-fi World War II mashup called Zone Troopers. Hmm. This was released in 1985. Zone Troopers is a low-budget masterpiece that makes one wonder how it ever got made in the first place because it's just so strange. What? It's the, and it's not strange. It's not a weird movie. It's actually a very kind of simple plot. Uh, the premise is great. A group of American soldiers are trapped behind enemy lines in Nazi-occupied Italy. The soldiers, which are basically made up of every single war movie cliche character that you've ever seen, are trying to find their way back to friendly territory. Instead, they discover a crashed alien spacecraft. Ooh. I really think you should see this! What do you know about this? You have never seen the creature before? <laughs> Not a chance, pal. Me and the Sarge got a plan. We're busting you out. You got this big bughead guy in there. The spaceman, too. They investigate. They check it out. One of the alien crew members is dead, but oh, there's sad. another one that's missing and is in the hands of the enemy. So the Nazis also found this spacecraft, <laughs> and they, they captured the, the, the surviving pilot and are sending a team to retrieve the spacecraft. Well, <laughs> Any red-blooded American will know we're not going to let that happen, are we? Nope. Uh, rah, rah. We're not going <laughs> to let no Nazis take a spacecraft that's going to help them win this war, doggone it. No way. So, the American soldiers are going to do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to stop these Nazis from taking that ship back to Germany. Hmm. And so, basically, this, this is where the fight comes in. You've got... The, you've got the Americans versus the Nazis. You've got the aliens here right right in the middle. Uh, with the alien technology, they find one of their weapons and use it against the Nazis. And it is... Wait, so the Nazis are aliens? No, no. The, okay. The, the, the ship crashes, and then both the Americans and the Nazis are trying to get the ship. But we're not partners because they're Nazis. No, okay. not at all. We're trying to keep the Nazis from getting that ship and taking it back to Germany and makes finding sense. out what makes it tick and makes maybe sense. winning the war. So we're trying to help the aliens. Oh, okay. Oh, like that TV show when they had dots all over their head. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. Okay, never uh, But in any event, this movie, even though it was made in the mid-80s, is a real throwback because all of the dialogue sounds like something from an old World War II movie. All right, we're going to get those Nazis, yeah? You know, that kind uh, of thing. Oh, and they had Jeeps. Yeah, they had Jeeps, yep. which was, you know... Not really something I considered, but okay. Uh, it's so fun to watch. This is just, I mean, it's a low-budget movie. They do the best they can with the budget that they have. But it's so fun because it really is meant to be a throwback to World War II movies. But instead, there's this like alien component in it that makes it really fun and interesting. So if you took an old-timey World War II movie and just plopped some aliens in there, you've got Zone Troopers. Worst title ever, by the way. 
I don't know what it means or what it has to do with the movies. The cover that got me interested in the first place tells you nothing about what it is. It just has some alien on the cover. So I was completely surprised by how much I really liked this movie as a kid. And I've watched it a number of times since then. It is so much fun. It's a real hoot, as they would have said back in the day. And I recommend it as a really fun kind of movie. So let's get to the scores. All right. 5.3 out of 10 on Internet Movie Database. And a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, okay. It is available for free for Amazon Prime subscribers. And for rental on Amazon Prime Video for $3.99. Not bad. Zone Troopers. I like the World War aspect of it. Yeah, it's, it's such a fun little mashup of a movie. It is good. You really don't know what I'm talking about? You know that TV show where they were like aliens living amongst humans and they all had like dots on their head? Weird painting. You're talking about Alien Nation? That's the one. Oh. Yeah. My mom used to love that First show. of all, great movie. Yeah. Oh, it was a movie? It was a movie first with James Caan and Mandy Patinkin. Oh, okay. Great, great buddy cop movie with aliens. And then they took that and turned it into a TV series. Oh, Mandy Patinkin was in it? Yeah, he was the alien. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, he was really good. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll check that out. It's a great little movie. I only know about the TV show. But yeah. TV show was good, too. Yeah. But the movie was a lot of fun. <laughs> this was a good episode, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I'm was digging awesome. it. I'm digging it. So, I've got a couple of shout-outs here. Um, and, you know, i got to say, I'm really excited about a couple of these. We have an Instagram, all right? It's called at the Deep Dive Podcast. In fact, if you want links to all of our social medias, uh, email, anywhere you can reach us, you want to go to the deepdivepodcast.podbean.com. Is that where you go? That's where you go. That's wonderful news. It is amazing, yes. Thank you, Podbean, by the way. Hashtag we love you. Um, yeah. Please but don't kick us off your platform. Hashtag but not in that kind of way. But not in that kind of way. And please don't kick us off your platform. We love it. Anyways. Well, I'm paying, so. <laughs> oh, that's true. You're kicking me off. Uh, anyways. So um, we got some love recently on our Instagram from Mason. Mason tagged us in a couple oh, of things. Oh, yes. Friend of the show, Mason. Yeah, yeah. So thank you so much. He's been listening all along. We really appreciate it. And thanks to Travis and Dave, who are, from what I understand, really big fans of me. Uh, us. The show. That's um, okay. In any case, um, also want to say hi to Raven. Raven's been super supportive and he loves our show. It's so, so Raven. It's so Raven. I'm sorry. I'm sure that he's heard that like his entire life. By the way, who has cool parents like that that will name you after a bird? But y- you know, whatever. Robin? Oh, yeah. I didn't consider that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Blue Jay. <laughs> this is my daughter, Blue Jay Robbins. Yeah. That's an unfortunate <laughs> name for a girl. Because that could very easily be turned into something yeah, else. That's anyways. Not cool. <clears throat> Recently, we also did hit uh, over a thousand downloads. Yes, we did. We did. We're topping actually like the eleven hundred now. So yeah. So by the time you. you listen to this, yeah, we'll be at eleven hundred and twelve. One. Oh yes, <laughs> very exciting. We'll so, be shrinking. <laughs> thank you to everybody who has listened, who's downloaded our podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Overcast, Podbean. Um, Right now, we had some little bit of trouble with Spotify, but we're working on it. Yeah, yeah. We're working on it. But thank you, so, <laughs> thank you so much to everyone who's listened. Um, we do try to release bi-weekly. So we're usually in that time frame. So every, every couple of weeks, you'll find a new one from us. But um, if you have any suggestions, any comments, any concerns, any feedback, you know, just the good stuff, we would love to hear from you. Absolutely love it. You can reach us at the deep dive podcast at gmail.com or, like I said, any of our social medias. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Tell an enemy. Tell a stranger. 
Well, just yeah. be careful with that last yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you have a knife. On. Right, exactly. Yeah, just kidding. What? Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, super excited. Um, hello to all of our new friends that we've made and all of our new subscribers. It's been really awesome to meet you. All right. Yay. All right, next dive. The dive. Here's what we're doing. What Was Abraham Lincoln really a vampire hunter? Probably not, but it does represent what we're going to be talking about in our next episode. Ooh. That is historical fiction. I am so excited. That is movies that take place in a certain era in history, but are fiction. So hey, how about that? They are real, but not real? They're fake in a real setting. Okay. See that? Okay. See what I did there? I see what you did. So that's going to be a lot of fun because there are so many choices. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be good. That's going to be hard to narrow that down, I think. I was going to say, we may have to do where we like pick just one subset of historical fiction. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. This is going to be great. But if we do that, we'll tell you. We won't just surprise you with exactly. it. Exactly. We'll make sure you know yeah. because we care. We do care. We care so much. We would never give you instant gravy. Never. We would make our own. That's right. Oh, I hate it when I get emotional. <laughs> In any event, yes. stay tuned for Stairways to Heaven, the only podcast that deals exclusively with the inner workings of the staircase industry. Coming up, your host Big Marty and his wife Martha discuss the ups and downs of spiral staircases. Stay tuned for that. Marty and Martha? Big Marty. Big Marty. Big Marty and Martha. Yeah. yeah. You know why they call him Big Marty? No. Don't ask. <laughs> right. Uh, big stairs? It could be. Yeah, it could be. Could yeah, be. Yeah. Big stairs, little stairs, <laughs> penetrating stairs. Okay, oh, that's a different enough. thing. <laughs> that's enough. All right, then. So I guess we're going to see you guys on the next dive. Well, we won't see you, but you'll listen to us. That's right. You, you better listen to us. Listen to Anyways, us. Anyways, see you next time. Have a good time, everybody. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to Spirits of the Symphonic and Echo Craft for our amazing theme music. Links to both artists can be found on our website, thedeepdivepodcast.podbean.com. If you like us, you can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Overcast, or wherever fine podcasts are found. The Deep Dive Podcast is a production of Automaton Media. Sooner or later, you'll have to go to sleep, go to sleep, sleep, sleep.